as far as like systems mm-hmm. for sales team? Sure. Um, in terms of tracking, you want to make sure that like we talked about, you're tracking activity. So that means talk time, dials, um, offers made, offers closed on. And that way we have a benchmark every single month, uh, every single week of uh-huh. things to go off of. Um, additionally, in terms of systems, you want to be tracking like where each deal is at in your pipeline. So if you're using Podio, I know that they're able to do it there. Close.io, HubSpot, whatever CRM that you end up using, you want to make sure that you're tracking the deal stages. So it's like, all right, how many deals do we have stuck in offer made? Or how many are qualified leads? And track how far along they're going in that process. Yeah. That's going to be super important. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think those are the big ones for sure. What are like the the KPIs for uh, home rent offer, Ryan Pineda's company. Yep. So st- same ones I just mentioned. So it's, um, we want to track. So for every, each person should be booking about 12 appointments. Our ISAs are inside sales agents. They should be booking 12 appointments a week. And then of that, we should really? be locking up about 25% of those when our guy goes on appointments. Wow. So they book 20, you said 12 appointments a week. That's the benchmark per ISA or inside sales agent. Okay. And then 25% of those should get under contract. Yep. Should be locked up by our appointments guy. Got it. Okay. I didn't know that. And then what other KPIs are you looking for, for those sales? Um, we do bonuses based off like talk time and activity because like, that's the really, you can't measure anything else outside of like effort, especially for our inside salespeople. Like Uh we can, we can track conversion rate, which is obviously something that we're tracking. And like, you know, yeah. some people are better at booking appointments than others. Yeah. But there's no substitute for effort. Okay. So those are the big ones. Um, talk time. Talk time. In- if you can't hit talk time, you better be hitting your dials. Okay. Um, and then it's offers made. How many of those converted to contracts? Yeah. And how many contracts can we dispo? What about like, okay, let's go over talk time. Like an average salesperson at HRO closing deals, how what's their talk time average? They should be hitting at least two hours a day. Two hours a day mm-hmm. talk time. Minimum. And then how many calls? Um, usually it takes them between like 80 to 100 to hit it. Oh, um, okay. I would say as long as you're keeping it above 60 to 70, you're in good shape. Um, oh, okay. But like our North Star is talk time. But if you can't hit the talk time, you better be hitting your dials. Okay, so two hours talk time minimum. 60 yeah should hit 100 mm-hmm. calls a day exactly got it and then what about offers made offers made um again we should be getting to about 12 appointments so that means that our guys go out and um make offers on 12 houses and out of 12 appointments we should be closing 25 or at least okay. locking so up an appointment contract. is a offers made yeah got exactly it. okay mm-hmm. and that's for our business because we have isas and osas yeah but some people lock everything up over the phone some people are only on appointments and then if for whatever reason our appointments guy can't lock it up then our inside sales agents have the opportunity to close it themselves beautiful okay i think those are super good kpis is there any other kpis before we get into is isa osa um no i think those are the big ones okay so what is an isa and an osa so isa is an inside sales agent Uh so what they do all day long are just man the leads that come in qualify get a little bit of motivation so that way we can you know serve it up for our osa or outside sales agent to come in and close that deal so So it's osa like someone that's not in the office yep if, if we're doing 
our jobs right, our OSA should never be in the office because he should always be on appointments um, and closing deals. Got it. So you have one salesperson that is outside of the office, going on appointments, collecting contracts, walking houses, and then you have inside people who are setting up those appointments. Exactly. So another wording for it would be like setter and closer or ISA, OSA. Um, Got it. Same thing. Okay. And then are the in side sales agent for Ryan Pineda's real estate company allowed to close deals over the phone? Absolutely. So that's what I was talking about. Like our goal, our main goal is to set the appointment and have that person show up because when you're sitting in someone's living room, it's a whole lot easier to close that deal. And it's a lot harder to get hung up on. Right. Because like, you know, you build that rapport, you're closer with that person. Um, But if for whatever reason we can't lock that up, then that goes to the ISA to then call up, say, hey, you know, I'm doing some quality control. You know, what happened? Why weren't we able to close? Yeah. And then hopefully, uh, if we do our job right, then they lock it up over the phone. They get um, more commission if they do close that deal on themselves. Okay. So talk to me about the in-house salesperson. What script and what information are they trying to get on the first call before someone goes on an appointment? The scripts in Future Flipper you should join. <laughs> there we go. Join Future Flipper. Okay. Um, yeah. So they go through, it's a qualification script. Lately though, just with the way the market's been, we're getting a lot more diverse with the things that we're talking about. It used to be, you know, for the last two years, everyone's been spoiled. We've just been doing cash offers. Yeah. Um, these days, you know, we're talking about novation, subject to seller finance, all that stuff. You know, we're dropping hints on the call. Mm-hmm. And seeing it and kind of gauging their interest, but more so it's qualifying, you know, finding out what that person's motivation is, what their mortgage is, you know, that way when our OSA goes out, he has all the details possible. Mm-hmm. So that way he's able to say, all right, this is going to be a good sub two property. This mm-hmm. is going to be a good seller finance property, whatever it is. Yeah. So that way he has his game plan going into it. Got it. Okay. And then are they giving an offer price? Uh, they give a range. So okay. that way we can make sure that, you know, we're not wasting anybody's time. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll give a bit of a range before our OSA goes out there. Mm. And then what if what if the seller is at market value? What if they're like, oh, you know, we want about four fifty, you see comps or four seventy. I mean, that's where like a novation deal might be an opportunity for us. Or I mean, we do have agents as well. So we'll do what we call like a sneak listing uh, where we'll have we'll send um, a listing agent out oh. there to go lock that property up and you know, as a standard deal. So even if, so just to get clear, so even if they're at market value, you'll talk about the novations or you'll send someone out there to pitch them novations. Yep. Novations or a listing deal. So again, it depends. And then this is something that is good for all investors, right? Like the more tools that you have in your tool belt, the more opportunity that you have to close it. Right. Yeah. Like just because if you're just doing cash offers, it, you you limit your pool to a very small group of people. Yeah. Um, you know, and you don't have to be a, a licensed agent, but, you know, it, getting paid on referring out those leads to somebody else. Yeah. You know, just finding other ways to generate revenue in this market is going to be huge. Got it. Okay. 